I'm Athena Silver. I'm Anya River. And we are the Rebel Crow. Athena is a professional psychic medium and tarot reader, among other things. Anya is a tarot reader and an astrologer, among other things. We are so excited to invite you to check out our weekly podcast, where we have fun talking about magic, tarot, mythology, astrology, and everything witchy. Find us on YouTube and on all major podcasting platforms at the Rebel Crow Psychic Show. Um, we put out a podcast episode weekly. Um, you can find more information at rebelcrowpsychicshow.com. Hi, everyone. We're the Rebel Crow Psychic Show with your host, Athena Silver. Hi, I'm Anya River. Tonight, we are talking about elemental magic, bringing the magic of the elements into our day-to-day practice, what this practice entails, how deep it goes, how it's connected to all different spiritual lineages, you know, from European lineages to South American lineages to ancient Egyptian lineages. This this concept has been around forever and we're gonna get deeper into it. Aren't you excited, Anya? Yeah, I'm so excited, so stay tuned. everyone we're gonna get right into it we're talking about elemental magic we're talking about the fire earth air water and spirit and how the pentacle connects all these three elements together and also how we use it in a magical spiritual and ritual sense right so I really wanted to talk about elements tonight because yes it is a very basic topic but it is to, in my mind it 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 makes up a lot of what I'm doing and I know that it spreads across many magical traditions and you're using the elements all the time. So, you know, going back to the basics and understanding what you're doing and why you're doing it is, is really important. You know, um, this is definitely the building blocks of most practices. Right. And, you know, um, Athena and I were talking off camera and we were talking about how, you know, we use these in such different ways. So, you know, it's present, but it's just, it's very different along different paths. And, um, you know, I just think it's very interesting. Like we need to discuss this. We need to get into this. All right. (laughs) What is your favorite element? (sighs) Um, you know, I don't have a favorite. And I think that's because like what you started bringing up, like, I'm going to go right into this, the, the pentagram. So the pentagram is from about 3000 BC in Sumeria and it is the star, you know, the star figure. And um, it represents the four elements and above, which is ether and that's spirit. So when you're talking about like when you're working with the elements, like what do we have on our altar, right? We have our earth element, which is, our, you know, I have a potted plant, a live plant. You know, um, you don't put fake plants on your altar, right? No, (laughs) no. Um, I typically have some sort of flower like roses or daisies. I like Mm -hmm. roses, especially for ancestor veneration. Um, The reason we use these flowers and these live plants is to um, contextualize and show us and remind us when we're practicing how finite the world is and this life is and that everything is fleeting 
you know, when you see that flower bloom, you're only seeing it and expecting it to be gone. Same thing with life. Yeah, right. That's beautiful. Absolutely. So, you know, so you have your, you have your earth element, you have your air element, which is your incense. That's the smoke, you Mm -hmm. know, fragrances, all those kinds of things. That's, that represents the air. Then you have your water, you know, you, you offer your ancestors water. Um, And, you know, when you think about, and you, you have your fire, which is your candle. And now I'm just going off into tarot because I know, you know, you have your four suits, which correspond <laughs> to the exact same things. You know, I'm trying Definitely. to start a new conversation in the middle of the other one, but it just goes to show you, you know, like when you have, you know, you're looking at your tarot, you have your water, which is your emotions and your, you know, your relationships and you have air, which is your knowledge and, you know, all things that are, you know, Creative, like above. Yeah. Yeah, you have your wands, and that's that's your fire, and you have your your um, pentacles, pentacles, which is earth. You know, so um, my point is, <laughs> when you think about it in the in the in the template of the pentacle, and you think about when you're when you're creating spells or prayers or offerings to your ancestors, you're pulling in all of these elements so that you can you know, connect with the the fifth point, which is the ether or the spirit, you know, whether that be on your altar, you're physically connecting to your ancestors by pulling together these elements. Plus, you know, it's, it's penetrating into yourself because we are made from the five elements as well. You know, we, I also we're- choose to see um, spirit ether in a different way. Um, instead of looking at it as a collective of all and being and becoming one, there are actual ways that you can work with it individually. I yeah. would argue working with rising Kundalini energy, um, tapping into um, yourself through astral journeying, through deep mm-hmm. meditation, trance meditation, um, plant medicine journeying, um, when you're saying doing ayahuasca or any kind of like psilocybin experiences or anything like that, you're tapping into your soul essence. You know, yeah. it's, it's a way to specifically work on that level. It's like right. being half here, half in spirit. Right. And you can work with the elements individually too. Like when mm-hmm. you think what's, a, what is a banyo doing? You know, like that you're working with water and maybe, you know, some, some earth, you know, so that's not, maybe not, you know, singular on its own, but you're immersing yourself in the water. A lot of people say when they are in water, that's when they can channel. You yeah. Know? So, so you're dealing with one specific element kind of, you know, or mainly, but I hear you, you know, with that because I've had times where I've been in the shower and I've journeyed whether I like to or not. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, that's really difficult. Like doing it, when it you're in the shower. So that's definitely something that is like your specific gift, because I feel like a lot of people have to immerse themselves, you know, in a lake, in a pool, in a, ba- you know, in a banyo or something like that, it's but to have very, the water just come. It's a very practiced, um, measured way that I do it. Um, okay. It's a way that my spirit specifically taught me how to mm-hmm. connect with certain ones. And it's, it's intense. Um, I <laughs> literally felt like I've been in the cosmic space before. Um, being pulled through, you know, through having the water repeatedly poured down on me and like trance music going, mm. like repetitive motion music. 
You know, I'm glad you brought that up because on a very, very personal note, I have been told to do something. So I think they might have wanted to initiate that in me as well. And I was just like, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's very <laughs> intense. It's like <laughs> the being that came, I was just like, it was very early in my journey. And I was just like, whoa. <laughs> you know? It's like, I funny. don't know what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because now that I'm thinking about it, I wasn't at home when this happened. I actually was down visiting my sister in Florida. And the night before I this the being that came to me to teach me this, I was channeling it on the beach um, and making offerings to it. You know, every time I go somewhere new, I make offerings to the spirit, basically asking for permission to be there. And, yeah. you know, making offerings that, you know, pouring libation out, giving um, a food offering, saying a prayer, you know, asking respectfully to, you know, to have passage and, and to be welcomed and not to offend. And the, the, the night after that, actually, it was during the day after that experience, I was taking a shower and I, I literally lost track of like 45 minutes. I wow. was not <laughs> And I can't imagine you're a guest in someone else's house. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. My sister had no hot like, water right. after that. <laughs> <laughs> but it comes when it comes and you can't, yes. like, you can't help it. Like, this is very off topic, but I was like sitting down. I had a similar experience. Like, after this, um, the conjunction, I had this like beautiful, intense, like coming in, you know, this channeling that has been coming and coming and coming. And I'm just sitting in a room full of people and it's coming and I have to, you know, like, I can't, I don't have a choice. I have to close my eyes and like my third eye was open and I was like doing the REM thing with my eyes that I couldn't <laughs> open. I was like aware of everything going on around me, but like yeah. my eyes are like, you know, yeah. <laughs> bugging out. <laughs> I cannot open them for the life of me. Oh, <laughs> uh, I've had those experiences too. It, like you said, it, go, it comes when it comes and you just got to go with it. Um, working with earth. I want to talk about that because okay. for me, that is specifically one of my favorite elements to work with really? singularly. Yeah. I like to work with it in the way of going to sacred locations mm -hmm. and sacred spaces, whether the spirits have told me that this is a sacred place or it's historically a sacred place to a group of people. Um, like when we think of going to see, you know, the six, grandfathers which is now Mount Rushmore you know going to see um like Chichen Itza or other you know the pyramids of Giza going to see these places you're invoking earth just by being there you right. know you're taking in the grounded energies of that place now you can even work with that remotely pulling the energy of that sacred place into the place that you are standing now, because we're all standing on energy grids, you know? Right, so right, yeah. if you know how to tap into the spirit element, you are able to pull any element from any place, regardless of where you are, A, in the cosmos, and B, on this planet. So do you want to talk about like how layer. you, do you want to talk about like a process of how you do that? Um, because a I'm really glad that you brought that up. <laughs> You can also do it in your backyard if you need the ground in your backyard. And that's a fantastic way to work singularly with earth energy, you know, yes. like when you need that grounding. So, so 
another, this is another thing that spirit has taught me specifically. I'm not going to give every step. I'm just kind of going to give a little bit of an overview Okay. Um, because it is a very personal practice. Um, I'll go into trance meditation. I have a metronome. I don't know if anybody knows what that is. If you're a musician, you do. It's that device that goes click, 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 and you can adjust how fast mm. or slow it goes and how loud it is. And um, I'll put one of those on at a fairly fast speed, kind of medium fast. And I'll go in and sometimes I'll drum with it because I also have a drum. Um, and I will close my eyes. I'll go deep into trance. I will envision myself looking from above where I'm at. And, and then I will say it out loud and also in my spiritual self will say where I want to go or, where, or the energies I'm pulling. So I will say like, I am pulling the sacred energy of Chichen Itza. I am, and I'll envision that place. I'll envision mm -hmm. it in different times in its construction, different times in history, seeing different people. And as I'm doing that, I'm pulling the energies closer to me. So it may start out little, and then it gets closer and closer and closer and closer. And I'm there because I'm pulling that energy. You know, mm. I'm taking the spirit aspect of myself, pulling myself out and going and spending mm. time there. You can also do it when you're awake as well, which is in your mind's eye, in your third eye, imagining this place, seeing it the same way you would see it in the deeper trance. Mm. Um, even just saying the name of the place can be enough sometimes to wow, pull the energy great. of that place. But wow. it has to be a place where you're very familiar. You don't mm -hmm. necessarily have to have gone there physically. I mean, if you can, awesome. It's tying you even deeper to that space. Um, if you are working with it strictly on a spiritual realm, it's going there and, and looking for the spirit guides of yours that are there. The reason why they're calling you there, what, it has to do with you because all of these places are related to you in one way or another. It's just mm -hmm. finding out how they're related to you and what that purpose is. Right. You know, so then I'll, I'll, I'll pull the energy of the space for whatever reason I'm using that space. Cause sometimes it's for healing. Sometimes it's for enlightenment. Sometimes it's for understanding, you know, so whatever my intention is in whichever location I'm working with, I'll ask the energies to join my, my, you know, my, um, my body, my aura mm -hmm. for as long as it's needed. Right. And then when it's done, it goes right back to the location. That's great. That's a fantastic way to use earth energy. It's beautiful. It Thank you for sharing really well after. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say my favorite, I have two favorites. My absolute number one favorite is Machu Picchu. Every time I pull energy from there, it is like an alien experience. Yeah. Like there yeah, is yeah, definitely yeah. some UFO stuff that happened there in one place or another. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they've got, they've got some interesting stories going yeah. on down there. Um, and then my other favorite place is Tibet. Mm -hmm. The spiritual energy that comes out. Every time I, I journey there, I hear like chanting like men in this low roar chanting in a language that I'm not familiar with. And I'll hear bells, like, like brass bells ring every now and again. And they'll ring in a different, like a different pattern. 
and just I feel so peaceful and it's so awake like psychically awake yeah you know so if I'm doing any kind of remote viewing I go to Tibet spiritually first and then Mm -hmm. I ground myself and then I try to see what the object or the target I'm looking for right that's that's amazing so beautiful so yeah we all have our process right (laughs) yeah how do you work with earth well, um, well, I don't know. I wanted to talk about like, cause I've been, I've been doing the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram, yeah, which yeah, involves the that. four elements. And so that's, that's really tying all the elements in together. And there's more layers than just the actual, you know, the actual element there's in the, in the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram and in other practices, probably lots of Wiccan practices have this included, but, um, mm-hmm. The, the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram is more hermetic. Um, so what you're doing is you're pulling in the element and you're also, you're also invoking the archangel that works with that element or is a representative of that element, you know? So, and I have a real close connection with the archangels, I think, because Christianity was my, my first religion, you know, first religion. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, that's your framework. <laughs> you know, I've let go of a lot of the, a lot of the, the feelings that I've had about it. And now, you know, there's some things that are left over that you're like, Oh, I can put this in with this one, you know, like, it's great. <laughs> throw it in the bag and shake. <laughs> I can, you know, like it's totally allowed in, in this, you know, realm outside of, of, a uh, of doctrine and not, and, um, you know, yeah. What's the word I'm thinking hegemony, but that's not the word. So Dogma. anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of the world outside of the dogma, you know, like you can you can use what you want, you know, isn't that what witchcraft is about? You're taking what you taking what you need from from the elements, you know, you're taking yeah. what you need to to, you know, craft your own, you know, what is a spell anyway? It's really a prayer, you know? Yeah. So it's making reality. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's and that's great, you know, like that's actually exactly what what manifestation is, you know? So anyway, um, so I was going to talk about the, the archangels a little bit. Um, Definitely. Raphael. I'm very curious about that. Cause that's, that's not, that's a little bit out of my realm. <laughs> you know, I'm, and I'm learning more specifics as I'm doing the LBRP. So I'm, I'm trying to add more knowledge to it every day, you know? So forgive me. I'm a little, I'm a little new ish. All right. <laughs> but <laughs> we start off, you know, we start off with the air. So I'm looking east. So in my space, that's that way. Um, and Raphael is the healer of God and he is the keeper of the knowledge. And this is, this is the air element. Um, he heals the earth and the people and he holds the Kedusha. So it's like that medical, the medical yeah. thing, you know, um, he's really good to work with for knowledge, communication, brain power, anything having to do with the mind and um, bureaucracy and things like that. So Raphael is, that's the East and that is, um, that's air. So, and then the next one, so fire is action and well, and that's Mikael and that's South. And he is the first angel He's the divine warrior. This is fire, you know, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of heat and a lot of, you know, 
like this is power. Um, his, uh, he is he, he who is like God. So um, since he was the first angel, I guess he's like the most close, you know, he's the closest to in God's image or whatever. And um, he works with a sword, a lance and scales of justice. And he's known for appearing to Moses at the burning bush and rescuing Daniel from the lion's den, which is fire. The lion is fire. So that's interesting overlay, you know, like when you're looking into, you know, old religious texts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we have, and then you're using it in this hermetic way, <laughs> which is totally not Christian at all. <laughs> so, um, see, have, like, I would argue against that statement. I think it is Christian because it's it's buried in there. It's very blasphemous, though. So you know, well, to, in like, certain if, if you sex, went back, yeah, if you, if you were talking about to, the Gnostics, the Gnostics would be all over that, you know. Yeah. And that's and that's one of the reasons why I feel like I feel like it's just there should be no shame in anybody doing what they're doing because when you think about it, it's all interwoven into each other anyway. Yeah. You know, so there's really no, there's really no separation. Um, the famous words, it's the same thing. We just call it different things. It's a different package, you know? And yeah. that's why when I'm telling you these archangels that are associated with the elements, so are Greek gods. They're, so mm -hmm. are sylphs and, and mermaids. And, you know, they're all associated with different elements as well. Yeah. So anyway, going back to this. So Archangel of Water is Gabriel. Gabriel, he has a chalice, which is the cups. That's the water, you know, that's the emotions and the um, relationships. Um, he also delivers messages to humanity, which is interesting because I always think of that like in a, like in a planetary perspective, like Mercury is Gemini and that's communication. So it's a little different from the astrology mm -hmm. perspective. Um, and he's also the guide to the unconscious. So, and then here's another thing. So Archangel Gabriel is of water and there's a lot of domestic stuff, which makes me think of cancer. You know, when you think of cancer, water, you know, it's a water sign and, and it's very, you know, all about like the home and the, and the self and comfort. So that's interesting Absolutely. to me. And then you have Archangel Uriel, which is the North and that is the earth. And Archangel Uriel is, has a copper lamp and a sword kind of reminds me of the hermit, you know, the hermit <laughs> card. Yeah. And he is the light of God. And he deals with astrology, electricity, magical power, earth power, and alchemy. So definitely that might be my favorite Archangel. Dude <laughs> sounds like a Capricorn. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's an earth sign. He's an earth, he's an earth. <laughs> See, yeah, I know yeah. my people. <laughs> <laughs> the, electric the electricity in the astrology I was thinking Aquarius I was like yeah it's Aquarius dude <laughs> you know? maybe he's on the cusp do you think maybe he's perhaps on the cusp he's like more January but <laughs> right right he floats somewhere he's on the cusp you know some days he's working on the earth other days he's trying to give knowledge somewhere else <laughs> yeah he's got to be like January 18th like that's his yep. birthday <laughs> yep. know, right before Aquarius it you know he'll write you yeah. a list and then forget to bring it <laughs> hey that was a dig against me <laughs> 
only with love, only with love. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about Aquarius. This is going to be the year of Aquarius. So get ready. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, I'm excited. I want to learn more about your people, you know? <laughs> you should. You got a lot of Aquariuses in your life. So I do. Anyway. <laughs> So that's really all I wanted to say about the elements. And and what I really just want to emphasize is like going back and looking at this because you can really get deep into this. You know, there's oh, yeah. so many different layers. It sounds like such a simple topic, but there's so much there. And um, I noticed I have, that, there's, that, that there's different framework regardless, you know, throughout the different people that you speak to about this topic, like the Wiccans may use it this way, you know, the shamans in South America may use it that way, you know, the Siberian shamans may use it another way, you know, like we all develop similarly, but with our little idiosyncrasies that bring such a diverse flavor to our global community, especially now with the age of the internet, where we're all learning about everybody and about each other and trying to, you know, navigate all of that. It's really interesting to see how the elements cross over in so many different traditions and really binds us together, you know, Mm -hmm. just really into learning about our surroundings, even from a pagan perspective, a lot of these are pagan concepts, you know, yes, you'll find them in Christianity, but you'll find them in ancient religion as well. You know, um, well, why will you find them in Christianity? You find them in Christianity. Why will you find them in Christianity? Because it predates Christianity and Christianity pulled a lot of elements into it from the past, you know? So, and then also through the different, um, places on earth have even experienced Christianity differently, mm-hmm. you know, um, the Christianity that, and the way it's expressed in Mexico and in the Caribbean is a lot different than it's expressed, you know, in France and Spain and England, you know, mm-hmm. um, it, it's just, we are all looking at these, these are building blocks of life that they translate and they, they cross all borders and, when we look at these different um, ways that we use them in ritual and in ceremony, it gives us a deeper connection to our pagan past, to the most basic human parts of ourselves, right. which is all of these different elements in unison, which is the pentacle. Yeah, so right. Exactly. Like, uh, like I'm wondering now, that's one of my next steps, uh, study topics is looking at the pentacle because um there's so much like you think for such a simple um symbol there's so much actually there and yeah uh it's like it's overwhelming you know like that there's books written about like you know well overwhelming i would would argue that when you are doing that you might want to also look into the very ancient expression of like the the cross and also the swastika now when i say swastika i'm not thinking i'm not talking about the co-opted version that nazis use i'm talking about the ancient expression because it was actually co-opted you know it meant something completely different it actually had to do with the elements right Um, and these ancient agricultural communities were coming together using these elements in their in their ceremonies and encoding these things into symbols 
you yeah. know, just like the cross is in a coach mm-hmm. and encoded version for Christianity and also the four directions. Right. So it really right. depends on who you're talking to, what you're talking about. You know, these things cross so many different borders, you know, and there's so um, just, much, there's so sorry. much, um, there's so much power in the elements and bringing the elements together as a, you know, and then when you use these symbols to represent this, you're just piercing the layer between, you know, yourself and, and the different dimensions, you know, mm-hmm. that that's, that's, it's a sigil, you know, when you're using the pentagram as, as part of your, your magical rituals, that's a sigil. And that represents the, the, you know, the sheer, just the, the tremendous, you know, that is the way that we get spell work done, you know, that yeah. is, you know, that is how, it's anyway, life. I say I'm it's very excited about life, <laughs> you know, um, when we look at the pentacle, it represents all of this in unison. So when you're, you can work individually, or you can pull them and layer them together, work with two at a time, three at a time, all of them, none of them, you know, you can work with it in so many different ways. But at the core of it, you're working with universal energy. And when you do that, you always want to come respectfully. You always want to call in your spirits of protection, love and light to to protect you and guide you, you know, to deeper understanding because you may work with fire and you may not be ready. You know, it may bring up fear or anxiety in you. You know, you may have a fear of fire or phobia coming from a past life or something like that you know, which is another reason why you should try to heal it and go slow. You know, you may need to depend on the earth before you can pick up fire, or you may have to depend on, you know, uh, water before you can depend on air. You know, you've got to go slowly and experience them for what they are, because when you know them in the singular, when you put them together and layer them, it gives such a deeper understanding. Now, for instance, I want to talk about like smudging, everybody I'm sure has heard of smudging, you know, uh, burning Palo Santo, burning sacred herbs um, uh, for cleansing purposes and protection purposes. But what you're doing there is you're working with fire and you're working with air at the same time. So those two things are going together and bringing you what you're looking for, the intention that you're setting or whatever you're using this application for, you know. Right. Um, they can be used in such a way to get certain things done. Now with smudging, you're obviously going to use that with prayer as well. So you're using the element of spirit there too. So, you know, it's just something to think about when, when you go and you start doing spell work, especially when you're creating your own spells and your own ceremonies, you know, right here is the building blocks of how to manifest just about anything, you know, is really understanding these elements and, how to use them and why right. they're there. So, right. We're so, yeah, absolutely. We're so glad you guys, you know, came back and hung in with us while we talked about the elements tonight. Um, for anybody who is interested, I'm Athena Silver, I'm a professional psychic medium and tower reader and a witch and all those things, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> if anybody would like to schedule a tower reading with me, My number is 347-871-0164. My website is readingswithathenasilver.com. My Instagram is athena.silver. My Facebook is readingswithathenasilver. And my TikTok is athena underscore silver. How do they get a hold of you, Anya? 
Yeah, so I am a channel and a tarot reader and soon to be hypnotherapist. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Past life regression hypnotherapy coming soon. Um, and I'm at Facebook and Instagram at Anya River, A-N-J-A-R-I-V-E-R. I think that once you're ready, we should have an Instagram party for you. Oh, that'd be so sweet. You know, why don't we, why don't we hook that up? We'll, we'll give you guys a date and we'll organize it. Check us out on Instagram at Rebel Crow Psychic Show. And we'll be posting up a date for Anya's congratulations party. Oh, um, thank so you. hit us up. <laughs> um, but we release a, an episode every Thursday. So check in with us and we wish you guys love, abundance, and peace in this new year. Have a good rest of your day. Bye. Bye.